0: and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Zetrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope you're having a fantastic week wherever you are. I am absolutely hyped up today and maybe it's because I'm on my fifth cup of coffee. I just <laughs> I just don't know, but I want to share the joy that is just leaking out of me <laughs> to all of my podcast friends. So, hello. Today is a super fun episode that I have been thinking about since the very beginning of this podcast, and today is Jen's Guide to BFFs. Today I am talking about friendship, and it's one of my favorite topics in the whole world. Um, But before we get into that, you know, I love to start off the podcast talking about what I am loving right now. And what I have been loving this summer has been stargazing. So I live in Northwest Alabama in a rural community that is um, kind of a small town. And because I don't live in a big city there, it's a lot, easy, it's a lot easier to see the stars here. It's, you might have to go to a place that's a little bit higher up, but it's pretty easy to see the stars here. And I have been loving going out with my friends at night and just watching the stars. Um, there's a few places here that you can even see shooting stars, and it has been the most magical experience just to go outside, enjoy being out in nature, and enjoy seeing the beautiful shooting stars. Um, when I was younger, I thought that shooting stars were like once-in-a-lifetime thing. Um, But since I've moved to Hamilton, I have seen dozens and dozens of shooting stars, and it's just very magical. And I feel like these are some memories um, that I'll have forever of just going out and stargazing and just enjoying the summertime. So today... I am talking about BFFs, and I'm talking all about friendship, and there is so much to be said on this topic. Um, now, I am a person who has a lot of friends. I have lots and lots of friends, but before I even start unfolding this topic, I want to say I am no expert on being the best friend in the world ever, so um, You know, I'm a flawed person and I'm not the most amazing friend there ever was, but I have a lot of good friends and I feel like I've gotten a lot of wisdom from my friendships that I would like to share today. So what is a friend? You might ask a friendship is a relationship of mutual affection between people. Um, It's stronger. It's a stronger type of bond than just being acquainted. Um, And friendship is all about affection It's all about showing kindness and empathy. It's about being honest. It's about being loyal. It's about forgiveness. It's about being able to be yourself with somebody. There's a lot of elements of friendship, and that's what I'd like to talk about today. So one of the things that I've learned about friendship is that it's all about being self-sacrificing. So um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible about friendship comes from John 15, verse 13, and it says, greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Um, And when I think about that with friendship, If two people or however many people are part of the friendship, if every part of the friendship is being self-sacrificing, it's so beautiful because both parties are serving each other and each person feels fulfilled. So before we even get into um, all of the different types of friendships that I want to talk about today, I just want to lay the framework by saying friendship is all about serving and laying down yourself for one another. So one thing that I mentioned just a second ago is that I have tons of friends, and that is such a blessing from God to be able to have so many friends. I have had at least like one very, very, very best friend in every season of my life. And so what that has looked like is that type of friend that you don't really even have to make plans with every day because you just know you're going to be together. I have had that friend since I was in at least middle school. I'd have a friend that would ride home Um, on the bus with me every day from school that I would spend every day with. Um, That's the kind of friend I'd have in middle school and high school. And then by the time I got to college, I had the kind of friend um, that was so close that they just stayed over at my house every night for a year. And then when I moved out and moved to ministry school, I had just people that I would just be with 24-7 and um, because I've had like a best friend in every season of my life, now I have a ton of best friends that I am deeply, deeply, deeply connected with. And that is amazing because I know that I'm surrounded by people that I can really count on, but it can actually be overwhelming at times because um, a lot of these friendships are now long distance and it takes a lot of intentionality to keep up with my closest friends and make sure they all feel like I am caring for them and uh putting time and intentionality into them. So, um stewarding friendships is something that's very very important to me. And I don't know that I always do the very best job, but I keep it in my mind <laughs> to get better at it all the time. So, um today I would like to talk about the types of friendships that I have encountered. Okay? So the first one I'd like to talk about is kind of like One of the lowest levels of friendship. It is like an acquaintance. And these are people that you care about. These are people that you could even be there for. And you actually kind of cheer them on at a slight distance. Um, For me, I am a part of a wonderful church community. And I was a part of a ministry school. And so there's hundreds of people that I've met through church and ministry school who I really, really care for um, and I love, but I don't spend hours on the phone with each of these people every single day pouring out my heart and soul, um, but I cheer them on at the a distance and I care to keep up with, with their life. These are the type of friends that are your acquaintances, um, and maybe you occasionally hang out or you occasionally get coffee, um, but there's no pressure to be super committed and involved, but you can enjoy each other's company when you spend time together. I just want to set some people free right now and say you do not have to be best friends with everyone. And it is okay to have people that are acquaintance friends because maybe that could change in another season. This is the perfect segue to my next category of friend, which is friends for a season. Sometimes God brings people into your life that are just going to be there for a season. And you know what? That's okay too. I've had some friends that I've gotten close to um, just for a couple of weeks, right before they've moved away to a different place. And I'm thinking, why in the world did I suddenly become best friends with this person for a week and now they don't even live here anymore? that's okay. The Lord uses those connections and brings it back around. And maybe they'll be in your life in another season, or maybe they were just there for a moment. But even if they are just there for a season, really just appreciate that time that you have with them and be okay with it just being for a shorter period of time. So the next category of friend that I would like to talk about, I think right now, More than ever, it's very important to recognize this category, and that is friends who are different from you. This is friends who might not share your worldview. This is friends that might have different convictions and belief systems. Um, These are friends that might vote different from you, and that's okay. Um, Being a friend is not about commonality. And here's why I say that. If being friends with somebody was all about what you have in common, that would mean that you only love people who are like you, which actually shows that you just love yourself. Ouch. I know (laughs) that one's kind of harsh, but it's true. If you only surround yourself with people who are just like you, I think it might show that you only like people who are like you. So, I've heard it said that true unity requires diversity. So, if we want to be united, it's not all about just hanging out with people who share um, the way that you think and the way that you act. It's about embracing people and acknowledging and celebrating your differences. There's a phrase that is said a lot in youth group that I think is wonderful for high schoolers that, and middle schoolers that might not be strong enough to resist temptation if they hang out with kids that share different worldviews, but I kind of have a problem with this phrase and it's this one. It's, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I think, like I said, it could be great for younger, um, teenagers who don't have their identity rooted in Christ just yet. However, some of my greatest friends are very different from me. And I have a couple of very close friends, um, who aren't even Christians. So, and I'm so committed to them and I love them. Um, so I think it's possible to be friends with people who are different from you. Um, friendship is all about, being there for somebody and being committed. Um, If you had a family member who didn't love God, would you disown them? No. I think sometimes in our life, it's important to have people with different perspectives and different worldviews in our life. And I think God puts them in our life for a reason. Disclaimer for this one though, you might not use these friends to go to for godly counsel. Um, You have them in your life, you're connected with them, but you're not going to necessarily go to your big life decisions um, and get their perspective on that. And that's okay. Now, um, I have also heard... Um, this very popular saying that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So I'll also say that if you are trying to um, keep your mind renewed and keep yourself rooted in God, it might not be great for all of your closest friends to be people who have completely different worldviews and you're constantly going back and forth of like not knowing where you stand on things. You've got to find a balance with it. But I just wanted to say, personally, I think it's fine to be friends with people who are different from you. One thing I noticed like, um, four years ago in the last kind of voting time, I felt like on social media, there'd be so many days that I just wanted to unfollow everybody that I didn't agree with <laughs> because, um, every time I'd get on online, I just see people posting these like really crazy things that I just didn't agree with. And I'd be like, oh, I need to unfollow them. They're just not righteous. What? Why are they thinking this way? And you can't just in life, you can't just unfollow every single person you don't agree with. I think that it's important as an adult to learn how to be in community and connect with people that are different from you. So I kind of went down, um, I went on a little soapbox with that one, but I just wanted to make myself clear that yes, yes, you need to make sure that you're not getting, um, ungodly counsel from people in your life, but I think it's perfectly fine to be friends with people who are different from you. Okay. This next category of friendship, people, uh, might disagree with my stance on this, but I'm talking about friendship with the opposite sex. I Truly believe that a guy and a girl cannot be best friends without one of the two catching feelings. I believe this with all of my heart. Why? Because I've experienced this time and time again, whether it was me or whether it was the guy, somebody in guy girl best friendships is going to catch some feelings. So what do you do? Are you to just not have guy girl friendships? no, I think you can still do it, but you have to have boundaries. Boundaries and clear communication are so important in guy girl friendships. You have got to define the relationship and make it clear what the relationship is going to be. If you get to that super close kind of place So, I mean, maybe you guys just start out as friends and then become something more. I mean, that I've seen that happen so many times too. But. If you find yourself getting to that place where you feel super vulnerable with somebody of the opposite sex and you're just always talking about super deep stuff and you start filling some kind of role that seems more than friendship, somebody has got to speak up and see where this is going because it could actually lead to heartbreak and just, just a weird place in your friendship if you aren't clear about your expectations. So another thing I will add to that, sometimes you've got to brother zone or sister zone the person. And what that means is maybe from the get go, if you know that it's never going to go anywhere, just let that person know, like, listen, I see you as a brother or I see you as a sister. And that way it is completely clear that it's never going to be something more. I've had this happen to me before where some, somebody's been like, Hey Jen, you're just such a sister to me. (laughs) <laughs> and there have been times that that's really like made me so sad. I'm like, Oh, there's no chance of this ever being anything else, but it's actually better when you, um, when you know that it's, that's what the relationship's going to be. Cause then you can just have that clear expectation. So I truly believe that a guy and a girl cannot be best, best, best friends without one of the two catching feelings. And if you want to argue with me about that, (laughs) you can find me on Instagram at Jen.ZetRauer. And I'd love to have a lively conversation about that. Okay. So the next category of friendship that I'd like to talk about is long distance friendship. Okay. So I'm going to say about 90% of my close friendships are long distance right now. (laughs) And by that, I mean like I might have like eight best friends that don't live in the same city as me who I keep up with through FaceTime and phone calls and everything in between, maybe weekend trips and just trying my best to see and talk to these people as much as I can. So I've had a lot of experience with long distance friendship and here's why. So when I was 21, um, I moved away from home to Alabama for ministry school, and I had to leave several of my close, close friends behind in Georgia, where I was from. And in those um, in those couple of years of ministry school, I learned how to manage long-distance relationships. Um Since then, about four or five of my closest friends have moved away, and like I said, we keep up over the phone regularly. I even have a friend who um, I met through ministry, and we have always been long distance since the beginning of our friendship, and it's worked really well for us. Um... I asked one of my closest friends, who is long distance, her name is Michelle, um, I asked her to give me some tips that I could share with you guys about how our friendship has lasted. Um, Because I met her through our time in ministry school, and we have uh, sustained a really close friendship for about four years long distance. Her name is Michelle McFarland and here's a couple of tips she's given. The first one is never try to make each other feel guilty about how much time has passed since you've last seen or talked to each other. You just pick right back up where you left off every time you talk and you don't shame each other for um, not being able to talk every single day. And that's because um, sometimes your relationship that's long distance is going to look different than somebody who's close to you. Um, you just might not have the same time that you're able to devote. To one another whenever you're long distance. And you have to recognize that each other has a life outside of your friendship. Um, for her, she's married. And so she spends a lot of time um, with her husband. And for me, I'm a teacher and I have a lot of stuff on my plate. And we just understand that we're both going to be busy and we're not always going to be able to talk. But when we do talk... Her other tip is this one, cherish your time spent together. If you can only talk once a month, when you do talk, make a list of what you're going to talk about. Make a list of all of the stuff that's been happening that you just have to share that's so important. And that way, when you talk to each other, you can make every moment count. And the last category of friendship that I want to talk to today is sisterhood, or if you're a guy brotherhood. These are people in your life that are like your family and no matter what, you will always be there for them in any season of life. I have some friends that I have been friends with since like sixth grade or since I was in high school and we have been friends for over 10 or 15 years. And those are some of my friends that I know. Um, I'm going to be there for no matter what in every season of life, they have become like my family. And, um, I think that it's very special when you have these sisterhood or brotherhood types of relationships, because you know that in any season of your life, you are going to have them in your life. So these are all of the different types of friendships that I've experienced in life. And um, my takeaway for each of these types of friendships is know that you might not always be a perfect friend and give yourself grace and give your friends grace. But at the end of the day, remember that friendship is all about laying down your life for the others. And now is Jen's tip of the week. So what I really want to say this week is it's so important to look to Jesus as a model for friendships. Not every single friendship is going to be a close friendship and your vulnerability is not for everyone. So Jesus had three kind of circles of friends that he had in his life. He had His inner circle, the three, Peter, James, and John, who were his closest friends. And outside of that, he had the other nine disciples. um, And they were close too, but maybe didn't get to experience every single thing that the inner circle did. And then outside of that, he had the 70, the people that followed him and walked with him and were there around him. Um, But maybe they didn't get to be in on every single secret thing that he had. I think that's such a good model for us to have as friends. You have those people, the 70, we could call them, who are... Uh, People that are in your life, people that you enjoy and appreciate. Maybe they're people that you even follow on social media and interact with on the regular. Maybe they're people that you pray for and you love and you follow their life and you really keep up with what they're doing, Um, but you don't let them in on the um, the very special, sacred parts of your life, but you still love them and that's okay. The next category is the twelve. So that's, or maybe you could call them the nine, the disciples that Jesus had that walk closely with him. Um Those are the people in your life that are around you and they get to experience a little bit more of your vulnerability, but you're not going to them with your every, with your every secret or your every decision. They're people that you keep close um, and you confide in, but it's not going to be like the very most vulnerable things. And then of course is the inner circle. Those are your three. And those are the people that you really can be vulnerable with. You can confide in and you can be your fullest self. Um, I've been on a journey with this over the past few years because it's really hard for me to be vulnerable with people. And um, I could blame it on my Enneagram type, but I think for me, it's just I really, really value um the processes that I go through and the revelation that I get and the decisions that I make and the things that I hear from God. And I hate whenever I tell somebody about it and they don't appreciate it, or I'm vulnerable about something and I don't feel like I'm safe with, um, with sharing that piece of vulnerability with somebody. So it's been hard for me over the past few years just to be vulnerable with anyone in general, because I so want those deeper places of my heart to be valued. Um, and so whenever I kind of learned about this model of, Um, you have your people who are kind of the outside looking in and then people who are closer and then you have your inner circle. Whenever I got that model down, I recognized it was easier for me to figure out who was a safe place to go to with the dreams that I had, who was a safe place for me to talk about, um, issues that I was facing. So as soon as I learned, um, about this model, it really helped me. Um, and it even set me free from this idea of not every friendship is going to be a close friendship. Um, I have some people that I've met that literally will tell their life story to the gas station attendee and that's great for them. But for me, I save those very special things in my heart for my closest friends. So I hope that this model works for you. And that's Jen's tip of the week. and here is Jen's guide to quiet time. Today, our scripture is we're still going to be in the Psalms for the next few weeks. Today, our scripture comes from Psalm 133. And today I am reading in the Passion Translation. And I love uh, what the Passion Translation titles this one. It calls it a song to bring you higher by King David. And we're going to just be reading verses one through three. How truly wonderful and delightful to see brothers and sisters living together in sweet unity. It's as precious as the sacred scented oil flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron, dripping down upon his beard and running all the way down to the hem of his priestly robes. This Heavenly harmony can be compared to the dew dripping down from the skies upon Mount Hermon, refreshing the mountain slopes of Israel. For from this realm of sweet harmony, God will release his eternal blessing, the promise of life forever. So today, as we meditate and reflect on this passage, um, here's what our questions are going to be. The first one is this. I want you to make a list of the five or so people that you spend the most time with. What are some ways that are positive that they influence you? Are there any negative ways that they influence you? Who is your inner circle? Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I've heard it said that this sharpening can come from friction in a relationship. What areas of friction can you see in your close friendships that are actually sharpening and making you better? And lastly, think of your inner circle, your closest friends. What are some ways that you can serve and honor them even better? All right. And so I love to end each and every episode with a prayer. And this prayer is one from my heart to God that I hope you can use as a guide for your prayers for friendship. And it goes like this. Father, I thank you for the relationships you have given me in the past and in the present and for the relationships that are yet to come. I thank you that friendship is a gift from you. I want to steward over these gifts and bring you glory in the way that I treat my friends. I ask that you would open my eyes to your kingdom revelation that is seen in the relationships I have around me. Teach me how to prefer my friends over myself. Teach me how to embrace the differences in my friends rather than only celebrating and clinging to what makes them more like me. I bless my friends and I pray that you would strengthen the God given relationships in my life. Amen. Well, I have had so much fun talking about my BFFs. And so maybe um, after you're done listening to this podcast, go get on your phone and give a friend a call. I bet they need you. Well, I will see you guys next week. If you would like to get in touch with me, as I said, you can find me on Instagram at Jen.ZetRour. See you guys next time. Bye-bye.